Clear is a faster way into Capital One Arena. Download the free Clear app to beat the crowds on game day. Enter through the Clear Lane at the 7th and G Street entrance across from Clyde's. This is Caps This Morning with John Walton and Ben Raby on Caps Radio 24-7. Line changes aplenty expected tonight in Ottawa as the Capitals face the Senators. Dylan Strome joins Ben after his first goal as a Capital on Monday. And part two this morning of our Reporters Roundtable with Ben, me, Tarek, and Samantha. Good morning, everybody. It is Thursday, October 20th. Welcome to Caps This Morning here on Caps Radio 24-7. Presented by Clear, the faster way in a Capital One arena. As the team looks for a third straight win tonight here in Canada, Ontario, the Capitals are going to roll out some new forward lines out of necessity this evening. Connor Brown was placed yesterday on injured reserve. He's expected to be out long-term per the team. And Evgeny Kuznetsov will be serving a one-game suspension tonight. So the top line looking to be Alex Ovechkin, Lars Eller, and Connor Sherry. Connor with three goals in his first four games of the season. Alexei Protus will be second line left tonight with Dylan Strome and TJ Oshie. And line three will have Marcus Johansson on the left, Anthony Mantha on the right, and Connor McMichael at center, making his season debut. He says he's ready to go. You know, I'm excited. This whole time I've been focused on um, trying to get back in the lineup. And obviously it's unfortunate that some things had to play out for that to happen. But um, I'm excited and, and I'm ready. Line four tonight, Nick Dowd and Garnet Hathaway. That, of course, you would expect, center and right wing. Joining them this evening, Joe Snively on the left side. He's also making his season debut and he's looking forward to playing with Dowd and Hathaway. I played one preseason game with them. It went went well, and they both obviously have a ton of chemistry together. They work hard. They're tenacious players, so hoping I can fit in there. They're both very defensively, defensively responsible, too, so that's something I'm going to be focusing on. And they're both predictable in the best way for each other. They, they read off each other, so hoping I can slot in. On the subject of the kids getting a chance to play for the first time this season, head coach Peter Laviolette says full steam ahead for both of them. I don't think there is any ease in Anner. That's not how we do it here. Like, these guys have both played on our team. It's not like you've got an 18-year-old player playing his first game and we're unsure what to expect. Both Mikey's been here the whole year, and he's a really good player. Snively had a tough injury last year, and, you know, it's a chance for him to come back and pick, off, pick up where he left off last year. And so, you know, we won't be hiding them or sticking them somewhere. These guys are good players. They're excited to play. We're excited to have them in the lineup, and... You know, I think it's a great opportunity for him. With McMichael and Snively both in the lineup tonight, the Capitals needed to call up an extra forward for the trip here to Ottawa. Beck Malenstein is here. He was brought up yesterday from AHL Hershey. Dylan Strom has been a big part of the offense through the first four games this season, looking good on power play one. Picked up his first goal in the uniform Monday against Vancouver, and he chatted with Ben prior to the team's departure for Ottawa. Yeah, I think I'm starting to feel better with the puck, uh, making some plays. I think I uh, can make more plays 5-on-5 five five and create a few more chances, but um, power play starting to get going, so it's, it's fun to be a part of that. It was fun to watch those guys, uh, uh, like Ovi and Kuzi and Cheers, kind of dance around last night. They were impressive, and, and Carlson, obviously. So it was nice to watch, and I think it's been, you know, uh, obviously starting 0-2 wasn't ideal, but 
still only two games in and, and we, we battled back to, to 500 so just try to build on that and then myself personally I think just like I said creating a few more chances 5 on 5 but power play has been good and, and getting some good looks and um, you know, playing some good minutes so just try to keep it up and, and keep rolling. What have you learned about Ovechkin, both as a teammate and at times as a line mate? Yeah, I think he, you know, he, he loves to, you know, loves to create chances. Loves to, you know, he's very um, vocal. I think he, you know, he wants you to, you know, make the right play. But I think he, you know, understands that, you know, he know, he goes to the right spots and you tr try to find him as best you can. He's, uh, you know, a great player to play with, easy to talk to. You know, wants to get better. Um, myself, Brownie, and and, and oh, we watched some clips yesterday before the game and, and try to get better. We had a few chances in the, in the first couple periods there. So, you know, it's it's fun to play with him. I mean, he's, you know, almost got 800 goals for a reason. So it's, uh, you know, it's, it's there's not much more you can say. Talk about sort of the, the vision and the, the smarts that he brings a little bit. Those are things that maybe from afar you may not necessarily fully appreciate till you're in the game and on a line and on a bench and watching clips with him. Yeah, I think I think you're 100% accurate. I think, um, you know, everyone respects his shot so much, and for good reason they, they should. Um, and he's, he's great at finding that backdoor pass or, or, or finding the you know the seam like he did on, on his second goal where he found the seam cross ice to, to Kuzi there. But I think... Like, it just gives everyone more options, I think. We did it a few times in the preseason where he hit me back door um, on that power play chance. So, um, you know, I think he brings a lot to the game, and there's a reason why, you know, he's one of the best to ever play. Final thing regarding the power play. I know you've moved around over the years in Chicago, down low, half wall, like we've seen the past few games. Half wall seems to be, it's a small sample size, but you seem pretty comfortable there and keeping the plays alive and keeping the puck in the zone and looking for your teammates. How comfortable are you there with that half wall position when called upon? Yeah. I think just um, get the puck on your stick a little bit more and, and can make some plays. I think um, you know we just didn't didn't score the first couple of games, but we had some good chances. So I think um, you know either position works. I think you just want to be on the ice, you know, helping the team win. So um, you know whatever whatever I can do, whatever position they want me to go in, that's where I'm going to try to be my best at. And um, you know, was, uh, like I said, you have the puck a bit more on your stick on the half wall and and kind of create create a few more plays and then. Jojo's been really, really good down low, um, you know, showing me his stick and helping me, you know, with the pucks when they go behind the net. He's been putting them right on my tape, so you know, it's been it's been fun so far. That is Dylan Strom as the Caps gearing up to face the Senators here in Ontario tonight. Yesterday on the show, we had for you the first part of our reporters' roundtable segment with me, Ben, Tarek, and Samantha. We got a lot of great feedback from all of you loving the different perspectives all in one place. Thanks for letting us know that. And I can definitely tell you, after all the fun we had putting this together, we're definitely going to do it again sometime soon. Today, we discussed the recent acquisition of Sonny Milano, the physical play of Martin Ferravari on the upswing. Will tonight's opponents, the Ottawa Senators, return to the Stanley Cup playoffs this season? There are many laughs along the way in this one as well. And if you are the person out there that was caught on the TV broadcast Monday with a Sonny Milano Caps jersey, we want to hear from you. Sonny Milano signs a one-way deal in Hershey currently and trying to fulfill some of the forward depth that walked out the door. AJF goes, Brett Leeson goes. There's now seemingly some room here, at least for the short term. Connor Brown, at the time of our conversation here, we don't know how long, but it didn't look good. He goes down with a right leg injury. Connor McMichael, Joe Snively, and now you've got a guy that scored 14 goals and had better than 30 points last year for Anaheim. Where does Sonny Milano fit into this equation? I think it's a great question and a kind of a good predicament for the Capitals. Now they actually have options at depth if 
maybe Connor McMichael, Joe Snively don't work out up here in the big leagues. Maybe it's just not the right fit. I mean, me and Tark have talked a lot about Connor McMichael and where he goes, and is he just kind of the replacement center option? Is Joe Snively just the replacement winger option? So now you add a Sonny Milano, where can he kind of go? Where does Washington see him fitting? And I, I think it's just a good backup kind of option for the Caps, and maybe it becomes their number one option as we're kind of going throughout the rest of the season. But I still think we need to see what Connor McMichael can do. We still haven't seen him go out and do anything in a game. Uh, I think he had a kind of a subpar preseason, but for him, maybe he comes out with a huge fire and he's kind of ready to go and wants to be that guy. We're going to see these guys in Ottawa, right? I think so. Yes, Yes. I I, I do think that's the case. Um, I I have a couple of – I have a story and a question. My question is, NBC Sports Sports Washington's cameras caught a Capitals fan wearing a Capitals number 12 red jersey with Milano on the nameplate. The dude wasn't even here yet. How did that guy – was that his brother? Like, who – we, we, didn't, we didn't even know his number. No, I don't think oh, last well, night. And I Wait, found out this morning. He's number twelve in Hershey. He, he was. Yes. yes. Well, that was <laughs> number twelve going to be circulated in these parts. That might have been premature on that right. buyer. And now for my story about a, about maybe three or four years ago, I was on a road trip with my son's hockey team, and we were in Long Island, far flung Long Island. I, I think you were on Long Island. Yeah, long, on Long Island, like <laughs> Suffolk County, Long Island, like far out Long Island, and we walk into this rink. And there was like a shrine to Milano. Like he had his jersey framed on the wall. There was like pictures. There was also a Christmas tree in the penalty box, which is weird. But um, that's but, not but, related. But to I the have story, I have visited because it was April. <laughs> I have visited Sonny Milano's uh, youth rink, and that was pretty cool. So maybe you will be able to help us find who bought that jersey <laughs> because I'm betting Let's go, Tarek. They're from Long Island. If you are listening to this show and you are the one that bought the Sonny Milano jersey, hit me up on wa- Twitter. All of us want to talk to you. We all. All have questions. So does Sonny, I'm sure. You have a good icebreaker with him now as well, Tarek. A hundred percent. So we got to get him up here. Is that is that? Is you that know, I, I'm I'm not so sure that you're going to bring him up right away. But I, I mean, he, look, with all due respect to everyone who's in Hershey, he is the best Capitals player who's not in Washington right now. Yes, right. So it, let's say Kuznetsov's out a little bit and Brown is out a little bit. I think we're going to see Sonny Milano sooner rather than later. You referenced his 14 goals last year. He's got almost 200 games at the NHL level, a former first-round pick, 16th overall in 2014. Got to find out. We've seen it before. What do we say about these parts? The old reclamation projects? Absolutely. Brett Connolly, among others. I mean, you come in here, if it doesn't work out in a couple of teams, this feels to me like Brett Connolly a little Good bit. Good culture here, right? Yeah. You, you, have, you have a bunch of 30-somethings who... There's a standard set here, and you got a veteran coach who's seen it all, who's done it all, a veteran staff that's seen it all and done it all. I'm not saying I don't know why things didn't work out for for Sonny in Anaheim. You know, he was a young guy playing on a young team, but I, it's a different feel when you come in this room. And you're right, there have been a number of players who couldn't find their way on other teams that got here and got immersed in the culture and got the coaching they needed and thrived. And he's got first round talent still. We've seen him dangle, and we've seen him snipe. He's got, and he can skate like the wind. He's got first round talent. There's now someone here has to help him put it all together. A guy in his second year, Martin Ferravari, who I swear is hitting more than he did even last year. A double-digit hit on opening night, ended up with 10. I think he's leading the league. If he's not, he's really near the top. This physical play from him, I feel like it's more now than it was last year. Do we agree? Do we disagree? I agree. I think it's he's more deliberate. I think he's more picking his spots, but he's doing it at a, in a more consistent basis. And he's just doing it a lot. I think we just saw it a lot in the opener. Finishing hits all the time. Like, yes. they, they don't, I don't mean just 
just necessarily like the blow him up. Oh, look at that, like Dimitri does sometimes. I mean, when he's got you along the boards, he's going to finish you, and he does yes. it consistently. And the reason he's able to do it is because he's such a good skater. Yeah. He's able to close that gap a lot faster than I think the opponents realize how quickly 42 is coming at them. But he's a willing hitter. I mean, we saw it last year. I, I want to say he was one of the tops one, among rookie defensemen. tops among rookie, rookie defensemen. But it's the skating is the basis yeah. for that. Uh, he's he's a physical player. Even though I'm not sure um, Ben Raby. Careful now. <laughs> Do I need to bring up the story? <laughs> Careful now. I was just wondering. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, I'll so, pick it up if need be. So at, at a preseason news a year ago, a year ago with General Manager Brian McClellan, I recall this. Ben asked story. a relatively ag- aggressive question about no, about Fairfarty. He's uh, physicality. No, no. (laughs) Relatively aggressive. aggressive. What I wanted to know, if I may have the floor for a moment. (laughs) Zdeno Chara and Brendan Dillon had moved on, or the organization had moved on. You were losing Brendan Dillon and Zdeno Chara entering last season. My inquiry was where the physicality on the back end might be filled. Martin Ferravari was about to become a full-time NHLer for the first time. I was inquiring if he could potentially help are you saying he's not a physical player ben (laughs) i believe that was the response yes it it was a rebuttal yes oh that was i was i was curious and and let me say in all seriousness and i say this to folks too casual fans big fans who go to the games watch number 42 for the entirety of his shift he's a fun watch you touch on the skating we've touched on the physicality because he does a lot of things that really just the the subtleties the pushing a player off the puck getting his stick breaking up a potential play that could be going the opposite direction. These are things that don't come up on the stat sheet. He did a great job against Vancouver the other night in the neutral zone, just catching up to a Canucks forward, breaking up a play. He's he's really easy to watch. Again, things that don't necessarily come up on the score sheet, but boy, is he a fun watch. And and physical, yes. He fills that void. Right. Yeah, so, so, you know, watching him when a forward does get a step on him and how he catches and then stick lifts or uses his shoulder to muscle the guy off the puck. He's a very strong guy for what, 22 years, 21, 22 years old. He's got, he's got man strength already. I mean, I mean, he works really hard in the off season, very, very strong. But, but to me, what, what I enjoy watching with Faravari is how he closes that space off in the Mm -hmm. D zone. And that's just, that's just incredible edge work. I mean, he, will slam on the brakes and you know a good forward will think he's got a step on him oh he doesn't have you don't have a step on him no because he yeah. he slams on the brakes and gets right back in your face and now he's lifting your stick or pushing you off the puck he's a lot of fun he's gonna be really really good i was gonna say also it sounds like very cliche but talking to martin i think it was early in training camp he was just like i just have a lot more confidence headed into this yeah. year. he feels like i can well, he's, he's been like, through can, a whole year now right, he's been through a whole year he's seen yeah. the ups and downs he's been with john also the entire time so for him he was like i just feel better He's like, I have a spot on the roster. He's like, I'm not going in thinking, oh, am I actually going to make it? He was like, I came in going, I'm one of the five guys. I'm confident. He also said he feels like he can kind of stand on his own outside of John now. Like, it's not just the Carlson-Ferravari pairing. It's like Ferravari can hold his own. And so that's what he said he kind of brought into this season was just, I can do it by myself. I can do it with John. But I want to be the guy that's, like, dependent on. And I want to also be the guy that's, like, a mentor for younger kids as well, which I found super interesting saying that he's only in his second year in the league. This is not related to any of this. But I see, I see Marty. Sharp Fer- right turn coming here. I see Marty Faravari walking around town a lot in like, DC. Yeah, D- around DC. You just travel in the same circles. Or? No, just I'm driving along and I'm like, that's a big looking guy. Oh, it's Marty. <laughs> oh, you know, going across the Key Bridge. Yeah, that's a big. That's, that's Marty. I mean, he, I just, I just see him walking around a lot. He, he enjoys the town. Tarek and Marty met about town. <laughs> 
That could be its own podcast right there. Roll down your window. I'm just saying a lot of these guys get in their cars and they disappear. They they go back to the burbs and they go out. You know, he's out enjoying the town and just kind of seeing the town, you know? Like... And apparently you're just, yeah, you're just. <laughs> yeah, Kim, I'm at work. Yeah, I'm writing the story. It's a long day. See, that's low-key aggressive right there, what he just did to you. <laughs> Last one for everybody here. This is fun. We're definitely going to do this again. Uh, Ottawa, the opponent, there's been a lot of movement with the Senators in the offseason. We're going to see Alex Debrinkit. We're going to see Claude Giroux. We are not going to see Cam Talbot, but we will eventually because they have a legitimate number one goaltender. Are the Ottawa Senators a playoff team when it's all said and done? or are they going to be on the outside looking in? Hold on, we got to dig up our preseason predictions. My preseason prediction has the Ottawa Senators as the team that didn't make the playoffs being in the playoffs this year. I, okay. I, do, I do think they have done enough. I feel like their young core is uh, ready to take that next step. I think they are going to displace you know a team that maybe regularly has been in the playoffs, like a Boston or somebody is going to fall out, and I think, I think Ottawa is ready to step up. Okay. I had Ottawa not in the playoffs. I actually had the Islanders in the playoffs because I Islanders have started well. Because I thought the Metro was obviously a super tough division. And yeah, I, for some reason, I know people do not believe in the Islanders and what they're kind of building there, but they have started off well. I do think now watching Ottawa and seeing some of their games and seeing kind of the talent come together. Yeah. I could 100% see Ottawa. Look, I, I think the Islanders have great goaltending in Sorokin and Varlamov. Arguably the best in the division. Agreed. If, yes. if you say them as a core. Tandem. Uh, as, a tandem. as a tandem. Agreed. But I also get the feeling when I watch them that I'm watching four third lines with Matt Barzell. Mm-hmm. And the D is, uh, they're, it's okay. Not they're great. Fine. They're there. Yeah, they're, they're fine. Serviceable. They're Service, there. Serviceable they're is a, there. A, a, a great description. Better than Ottawa. I, I, I think. I think. Yeah, but they don't have what they have up front. So, the question is: Will Sorokin and Varlamov as a tandem be good enough to make up for the lack of scoring? Thank Tark and Samantha for joining us this week. These are the types of conversations we usually have amongst ourselves at practice. Now we bring them to you. If you enjoyed it, or if you just enjoy the show in general and you're inclined, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. We always like hearing the feedback on what you enjoy here on the show. Back to action tonight. It's the Capitals and the Ottawa Senators at 7 o'clock from Canadian Tire Center. Airtime tonight is at 645 on 1067 A Fan, 1500 AM, and CapsRadio247.com. Have a great game day Thursday, everyone. For the latest on the Capitals and hockey news around the clock. Let's go, Caps! Tune in to Caps Radio 24-7. Listen online via the Capitals mobile app at CapsRadio247.com. Or ask Alexa to play Caps Radio 24-7 on TuneIn.